0: This edition of the podcast is brought to you by the Weekly Standard 2016 Caribbean Cruise, December 4th through 11th. Let's face it, after this election season... We're all going to need a drink and a chance to get away. And what better way to rest up, recover and get ready for the battle ahead than to join your weekly standard favorites like bill crystal, Fred Barnes, Steve Hayes, Jonathan last Matt Labash, and Matt Contineni on a beautiful Caribbean cruise. There'll be plenty of opportunities for one-on-one conversation with your weekly standard favorites. Plus special guests like Eric Erickson of the com, Mary Catherine Hamm, Molly Hemingway of The Federalist, and Pulitzer Prize-winning cartoonist Michael Ramirez. You'll enjoy daily panels and speeches, private cocktail parties, and nightly dinners with your fellow guests and speakers. To learn more or to reserve your cabin, go to weeklystandardcruise.com. This is one year when we all need something to look forward to, so look forward to the Weekly Standard 2016 Caribbean Cruise, December 4th through 11th, weeklystandardcruise.com. Welcome to The Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from The Weekly Standard is Bill Crystal And, Bill, as we speak, breaking news surrounding the series of bombs, both those exploded and unexploded, on the East Coast, the stabbings in Minnesota. And where are we today? And what does what do these events portend for the race for president?
1: Always hard to say. Sometimes those, one's initial sense of who will be helped and who will be hurt by these events, these terrible events in this case, um, scary events. Uh, can be wrong, you know. After people think, "Oh, terror attacks necessarily help Donald Trump," or maybe they people want a steady hand, experienced hand at the at the wheel, and they help Hillary Clinton. Having said that, I would just say, looking at this morning a little bit of TV and Twitter and and various blogs, including ours at theweeklystandard.com, dot com, the the liberal uh, political correctness and smugness and. Denial and blindness about the Islamic uh, about Islamic terror is so overwhelming. I think if you are a normal voter, that every t- it's not so much the events themselves help Trump because honestly, what does Trump know about this? And there is no evidence Trump would do any better than Hillary Clinton in dealing with the war on terror. There is even maybe arguments the other way, but but if it's Trump versus the liberal media, Trump versus Bill De Blasio, Trump versus political correctness. I think average voters look up and say, well, at least he understands there's a problem. These people are bending over backwards to say, oh, maybe it's not terror and maybe and we, have to, we don't have to rethink anything. Or I guess didn't Hillary Clinton say this morning, I've always been for tough vetting. Really, I somehow missed that when The whole liberal media, and I think the Clinton campaign when berserk, berserk when Trump said he was for extreme vetting, right? I mean, well, she's for tough vetting, not extreme exactly, vetting. Very, right.
0: very different because only one of them involve, involves the uh, movie character Triple X. So we're okay. I don't remember Hillary Clinton's uh, tough vetting phase either. I remember the uh, cookie baking phase. I want to give you are being too kind to the media because you are not using the phrase fighting the narrative.
1: Yeah. How about that? The president's press secretary, not just some guy on MSNBC, right, (laughs) says, you know, the real, what did he say? The real fight with ISIS is a fight about the narrative. Fight over the narrative. That is like liberalism has now entered its total postmodern stage. It Mm -hmm. already was weak and didn't want to face reality. But now you get mugged by reality. There are these terror attacks and the... Again, the press secretary of the president of the United States, not again a random commentator, says, "Yeah, you know, the key fight is about the narrative. And I think this does help Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may not even be fair, frankly, to say that Hillary Clinton believes that. She's probably more tough-minded when you get down to it. But a Demo- large part of the Democratic Party believes it. A large part of the liberal media believes it. I've been thinking all before these attacks for about a week, too, how much the liberal media helps Trump. I mean, mm-hmm. they, just, they think they've got him on something. Right. They go nuts. Either it's something he said five years ago, which is deplorable, the of thing, really. Sure. Sh- but they don't hold him to account for it in a sensible way. They don't really explain. They just scream and yell. He just says, OK, I'm not really on that anymore, you know. And then they go, oh, well, you said it five years ago. And, <laughs> and he is, sorry, gets to go on TV Sunday. And say, well, that's no longer an issue. And I, I think he wins that exchange, mm-hmm. actually, even in a case where he shouldn't win it. And, of course, on the terrorism stuff, they're in such denial. The political correctness is so pervasive uh, that I do think, uh, you know, maybe God wants Donald Trump to be president. Uh, I don't, sorry, I mean, we're
0: getting theological yeah, no, I shouldn't. I, I, I take it back. Insights. I,
1: uh, that's a horrible thing to say I, about God. And he, I hope he won't. <laughs> I hope he won't hold it against me. Lord,
0: do the smiting about six feet away from me, please. I,
1: I, I, he won't hold. He look. or she won't hold it against me. So, I, you know. so, so, I need to. I retract all theological comments <laughs> on this podcast, and 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 and, and volunteer right. my total incapacity to make theological judgment. But you do really look at what's right. happening, honestly. The combination of these attacks, and again, I come back to this: not even so much Clinton herself, but the kind of liberal media mm-hmm. and other liberal politicians' reaction to the attacks. And I've got to think an awful lot of voters think. God, this is exactly why things need to be shaken up. And Trump is not perfect, but maybe he'll do it.
0: I, by the way, happen to be a graduate of Oral Roberts University, and I will vet all of your theological comments and That's get back really to you later. That's really reassuring, but to, Michael. That's really reassuring. Uh, but, you know, exactly. <laughs> um, but I don't think you have to bring in deities for this. I think you've hit on a, a powerful notion this the distance, and this is, I think, part of the overall theme for American politics the past 18 months, and broadly looking at Europe, the same thing. When the, and I, I hate the word elites, but you know, that group of people who tend to run things, whatever you want to call them, and you can like them, not like, maybe they're a bunch of opera fans like Bill Kristol, or maybe they're, you know, a bunch of academic types like President mm-hmm. Obama, but they keep looking at normal people and saying crap on CNN. During the time that they had caught Ahmed Mohammed, the guy, and they have him in custody, and they're showing the, he's on a stretcher, you know, he's he's been wounded. A commentator says, Well, we don't know his motive. We don't know why he did that. I don't, you you just, what you do is you then cause otherwise middle of the road, common sense people to look at Donald Trump and say, Just promise me you won't be that stupid. Don't, just promise me you'll never say the sentence that Hillary Clinton keeps saying. There is no connection whatsoever. Between Islam and terrorism, and this this story, this storyline just highlights that that is. I I think I know why they say it. I think they say it because they're so afraid of being called a bigot that they'd rather they would literally rather see violence continue than be called a bigot. But whether they just believe it or they have a theory, or whatever, I think that they are dry. You were right. The press. And this bizarre, we don't know what's going on, let's don't rush to judgment, the president lecturing the media today. Now, just watch those reports out there. He actually said that to them. Watch those reports. You stick with what the authorities tell you, because Lord knows we wouldn't want a reporter saying something without the authorization of the government. It just drives people like my mom and dad, who are so on the fence, evangelical Christians, uncomfortable with Trump, just driving them towards Trump.
1: Now, events are conspiring for Trump. There's a line that was used, I think, about Franklin Roosevelt that I can't. I don't get it quite right. That he didn't. Uh, the Times sort of found him. Right. Isn't it something like that? He exactly. didn't, you know, he didn't uh, uh, win the presidency. The presidency sort of elected him, mm-hmm. given where he was at that moment. And I sort of think that, it, I mean, I don't know that Trump's going to win at all. It's, it's, it's a close race now. But but you do have some sense, watching these events, that somehow events are conspiring. Maybe not sure. the deity, but events are conspiring to help Donald Trump. Now, he's perfectly capable of blowing himself up. God knows. He, mm-hmm. Even this weekend, he got an idiotic right. fights on Twitter with individual journalists and you saw the real Donald Trump, which is not a very attractive thing to see. They, they have him under control for like three, four days and then suddenly he gets free of his minders and it's Saturday morning and he's tweeting away. <laughs> and it really does, you know, you got to think, Jesus, the guy you want to have as president of the United States. But but then you see these other events and, and I agree very much. It's less about her personally almost right. than about the the mindset of which she is a part.
0: One last part to this. Um, you said you mentioned Secretary of State Clinton. Big speech the same day as a terror attack would have been a highlight. Now it's largely overlooked. But uh, a couple of things, she made the comment in it that Trump is feeding the terrorism because his irresponsible talk about Islam you know, encourages the terrorists. Of course, Trump turns right around and says, you're terrible foreign policy. But I, I want to just say they're both right. right. Um, but in that speech, she talked about the difficulty she has talking about herself. It's one, a yet another reintroduced Hillary Clinton speech. And I get I get something. She made a comment that I thought was fascinating. She said, I know a lot of you who have no use for Donald Trump still have questions about me. How telling is it that thirty years in the public life they still have questions Bill? And then I'll ask you this what if she's tomorrow blew out her schedule and said, I'm gonna give a speech and the percent of my speech is this Islam has a problem. And the West should ally itself militarily and intelligence-wise, et cetera, with the moderate forces to help them wage the war inside Islam because there is a problem. She just threw that political correctness out and promised to be as tough as anybody on ISIS and Islam. Do you think that that would shake the box up entirely, in essence, kind of move this move this into a race that she will have a hard time losing?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I thought that for a while. I think you and I discussed this a couple of weeks ago when the Police executions were happening, and unfortunately uh, yes. another one happened this weekend. It got totally yep. overlooked in Philadelphia because of all the other news. If she just said, look, I, there are issues with law enforcement, but I want to say this. I stand with the police of the United States. Just unequivocal. No buts, uh, you know, howevers, <laughs> no equivocations, qualifications. and The same with, with, as you say, something truthful about the problem of Islamic terror. Um, I think it would help her a lot. This is where, I mean, it would be ironic if Trump made his name originally running against political correctness. Not that he'd ever done anything about it, incidentally until he ran for president in 2015. <laughs> you know, he's a big-shot businessman. He could have he could have helped fund organizations that resist it and so sure. forth on campus. But nonetheless, he never did anything about it, but he made his name denouncing it. And now it would be ironic if her kind of entrapment by it almost... Uh, is what costs her costs her the presidency.
0: I, and I, th- I think the inability, her inability to rise above that, to kind of have a sister soldier moment of some kind, uh, it's on her. And if she ends up losing this election, I, the one thing we'll all agree on is it's, it was hers to lose, and she found a way to lose it. We'll see where the story develops from here. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for joining us for the Weekly Standard Podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to our Weekly Standard Podcast at iTunes.com. Please be sure to check WeeklyStandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.